Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Hello, friends. In this episode, I'm thrilled to introduce you to a podcast that you'll definitely want to squeeze into your listening schedule. This episode is brought to you by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Now, if you're like me and our other listeners, you're probably not just tuning into Radio Headspace. You've got about six shows on your rotation, which is great. Diversity in our podcast diet is something I fully support. So speaking of variety, let me suggest another gem for your playlist. The Jordan Harbinger Show. It's not just any podcast. It was named one of Apple's best of 2018. Jordan isn't just another voice in the crowd. He really stands out. He dives deep into the minds of some of the most intriguing people on the planet. We're talking about a wide range of guests, from athletes to authors to scientists and even mobsters and spies. And let's not forget, he also brings on CEOs, political activists, and FBI agents, depending on what might click with you, the listener. Jordan has this unique knack for coaxing his guests to open up and share stories and insights that you won't hear anywhere else. Each episode is packed with strategic wisdom that's meant to help you think more critically and navigate today's complex world more effectively. And it's not just the content that's top-notch. Jordan's Feedback Friday segment is particularly relatable. He tackles real listener dilemmas, everything from navigating tricky family dynamics to enhancing your career and personal relationships. It's one of those rare shows that you can tune into whether you're looking to challenge your intellect or need a bit more practical advice. From a personal standpoint, I'm a huge fan of how Jordan runs his show. He's got this approachable, engaging style that makes even the most complex topics accessible and entertaining. And honestly, his podcast isn't just good. It's a must listen. So why not add the Jordan Harbinger show to your podcast rotation? With never a dull moment, it's incredibly engaging and always interesting. Just search for the Jordan Harbinger show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, friends, supporting my sponsors helps keep this show alive and kicking. If you give Jordan's show a try after this recommendation, it helps us continue to bring you great content. Show some love for The Jordan Harbinger Show by searching for it. Remember, that's H-A-R-B as in boy, I, N as in Nancy, G-E-R, on your favorite podcast platform. Hi, it's Andy here, and welcome to Radio Headspace and to Thursday Morning. So I wonder where you go to train your mind each day. If you have a meditation practice, if you have some kind of daily ritual you go through, do you go to the same place every day? There's something about building up a sense of familiarity. We might sometimes think that unless we can find the perfect place in the house and unless it's sort of quiet, then we're not going to necessarily achieve the benefits that we'd like to from our meditation. But meditation is not really like that. You know, we can meditate anywhere, but there is something helpful about finding conducive conditions. If you think about it, that's why retreats exist in the world. It's not that we need a retreat necessarily to meditate, but there is something about taking ourselves away from the busyness of lives and actually finding a dedicated space, a truly dedicated space, which is actually set up specifically for meditation. If we take that a step further, there are some types of retreats that, I don't know, I'm familiar with them, but I still find extraordinary. A little while ago, I had the good fortune to go back to one of the monasteries I trained in, one of the Tibetan monasteries, with a couple of good friends of mine. And while we were there, we were chatting with a teacher and he was telling us about his retreat house out the back of where he lives. And it's a very particular type of retreat. It's called a bardo retreat house. And if you're not familiar with Tibetan Buddhism, Bardo essentially is within the philosophy of Tibetan Buddhism. It's the 49-day period of sort of afterlife, if you like, after we've died, that period of leaving this body and transitioning to another life. Now, you may well not subscribe to the idea of multiple lifetimes, and that's fine. It's not really relevant to this particular story. But there's a retreat born out of this idea. And essentially, it's a 49-day retreat, which in itself, by the way, for I think most of us is, you know, it's a long time, 49 days. You're in there all day, all night. But more than that, it's a very particular environment. It's sort of a room inside a room inside a room. It's pitch dark in there so in the middle is a sort of a very small room then there's a sort of a a corridor almost like a maze going around the outside of that where you then have another sort of structure and then another corridor going in the opposite direction and then the frame of the house so essentially you know you have to sort of wiggle your way into the center of the house and in the middle of there is just a meditation box and very experienced practitioners like this particular teacher will go into there for 49 days and they'll meditate all day, most of the night. And you might be thinking, well, where do they sleep? Well, they spend their time in the box. They will sleep if they do sleep at all. And they'll sleep sat in lotus position. It's quite an extreme form of meditation. And it's quite an extreme place to go and meditate. And I'm not recommending it. There are very few people, by the way, who've even done this retreat. I could count them on one hand. And even very, very experienced practitioners have said it's incredibly challenging. That After a few days, the mind begins to sort of hallucinate and you start to see things and it's hard to know. And 
You don't know what time of day it is. So very sort of disorientating, but very, very helpful in terms of training stability of mind. But even in our own life, even if we're just showing up for a few minutes a day, five minutes, 10 minutes, however long it might be, just having that dedicated space that feels different, that feels special, doesn't have to look different, but there's just a sense of meaning and purpose to that place. I remember in a flat that I used to live in, it was literally, it was the only place in the room. It was a studio flat where there was a space for another chair. And there was nothing special about it. But that chair stayed there. And that chair had significance. And over time, when I went and sat in that chair, as soon as I sat there, I felt a greater sense of peace that was somehow associated with previous meditations. And I think that's true. I still feel that if I sit on the floor in a particular position, I know that instantly... The mind feels ready to go on that journey. So as much as possible, creating space around you, nothing extreme, but just creating a space that feels comfortable, that feels familiar, and that allows you to effortlessly slip in to that meditation or ritual, whatever your daily mind training looks like. I hope you're able to find some of that today. Thanks for listening. I look forward to seeing you back here soon. Hey everyone, it's Rosie. If you're here, I assume you like Radio Headspace. And if you like Radio Headspace, you will love Dear Headspace. Dear Headspace is our weekly talk show featuring every teacher on this show and our wonderful host, Robin. We're answering all of your questions and giving advice on life, relationships, and just about everything else. You can find it on the Headspace app or wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you'll join us soon.